Welcome to the It's Not FPL podcast. I'm your host Ben Grant and this is the very, very first podcast that will basically look at the Fantasy Football Scotland uh, game which has been released just for the start of the new FPL. I'm going to say FPL quite a lot. I'm on here the SPFL season um, in Scotland. So there's been a new app um, released by the guys at Fantasy Football Scotland. um, It's available on iOS and Android apps. It mirrors kind of how FPL, um, the, the English Premiership fantasy football app, plays in terms of scoring and kind of game week to game week and how your team's working transfers. Um, so a bit about myself before we, we get on to the, the fantasy football stuff. Uh, I've been a fantasy football player for a, quite a number of years. Um, have managed to finish kind of top 100k in the UK for the last probably what two years. Finished top 500k this year, which is... Me bit disappointing, but after having two or three good years at kind of below 100k, regular winner of mini, mini leagues um, as well. Have won a number of mini leagues playing uh, with mates and uh, different things, playing cash leagues and stuff and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, I, I'm one of these people who is a bit of a um, fiend for fantasy football um, and the FPL. So, we thought um, I would bring out a podcast just to basically discuss um, week to week the Fantasy Football Scotland. If you are a fan of Fantasy Football um, itself and you do know a bit about Scottish football, please do get in touch. Uh, I would love to have more people on this podcast and uh, discuss and bounce things off because I'm not sure how it will work in terms of um, one person, but certainly in, in the in the short term for uh, the first couple of weeks we'll be doing it um, on my own. So yeah, as I say, Fantasy Football Scotland is a, is a new app for the SPFL Fantasy Football. It's, it's been a long time coming, quite frankly. Um, I remember doing the, the Daily Record Fantasy Football probably, what, 15, 20 years ago when it was pretty much you wrote it out in the paper and posted it away. Um, the same with the Gardine, um Fantasy Football as well, Telegraph, these things were always pretty good. Uh, you could just go on an app and, and change your team. You had to literally post... Um, push your team away um, or if you perhaps had someone who ran a team in like an office or something like that they could literally do the transfers themselves and know when I was young my dad did that with, with some of his mates and we were able to, to track the team and, and see what was happening that way so uh, let's get on to Fantasy Football Scotland now and what it's all about um, I think I said it a couple of times now it's, it's all about uh, the SPFL players um, so it runs as I say exactly like the FPL, um, FPL app which is a Pretty famous app. Uh, let's just go through some of the things like the, the point system. So, um, first things first, appearances one points. Um, if a player plays over 60 minutes, they get an extra point. Um, that's a quite a common uh, thing as well. Yellow cards is minus one, red cards minus three. Your captain is double points. Um, and it also says here the vice captain um, is times two for clean sheets. So, uh, if your vice captain a goalkeeper or defender and they keep a clean sheet, they will get double points. Uh, and likewise, if your vice captain a midfielder or forward, they get double points for goals only. So that's a nice little addition, I think, for um, from from FPL for sure. Um, they'll give you a bit of a kind of added spice to, to maybe who your vice captain having to think a little bit more about it because you want to maybe get those double points for for cleanies or for um, for your goals, for example. Uh, looking at attacking points, um, your forwards are scoring four points for a goal, uh, midfielders are scoring five points, uh, defenders are scoring six points, and a goalkeeper scores eight. Uh, hat trick bonus is only two points, which um, I think is a little bit harsh. It should maybe be a little bit more for a hat trick considering um, what's required. An assist is three points, penalties one are two points, um, and penalty miss is two points, minus two points rather. 
Um, penalties won, uh, plus two. I wonder, I'm not sure how that'll work with assists. Uh, I know in FPL, your assist points, uh, they do go down. If you win a penalty, you also get an assist point. So that's maybe taking away the, the assist on that. And it's just a, it's purely down to the, the penalty one points. Looking ahead now, your defensive point scoring. Uh, clean sheets for goalkeepers and defenders are plus five points. Uh, clean sheets for midfielders are plus one points. Uh, two plus goals conceded for goalkeepers and defenders equals a minus two points. Um, so obviously if a team wins 2-1, they don't have any minus, but if, they, if it's like 3-2 or 4-2, etc., then you you still lose points for your defenders and goalkeepers. Plus two, uh, minus two, sorry, for plus two goals conceded for a midfielder uh, is minus one point. If you concede a penalty, it's minus two, and that'll be against, presumably on the player um, who makes a foul there. Uh, keeper saves a penalty, is plus five for the goalkeeper, and any on goals is minus two. Um, looking at again your captain and vice captain type things, uh, double points for everything on your captain. Uh, so that's obviously pretty standard. Uh, you'll have your goalkeeper and defenders will get your um, double points on vice captain clean sheets, uh, and your forwards and midfield midfielders and forwards will get um, vice captain double points for uh, any goals that they score. You'll have unlimited free transfers in the first week, so that's up until. Um, probably Saturday morning. I'm not sure. I'll double check when the when the game week window actually starts. Uh, after that, you get one one free transfer per week, um, and any other transfer you make in the same game week is a minus four point hit for every transfer um, is is made. Uh, I was checking in with Factual Scotland on Twitter earlier on, and they have said that you won't get um, a rollover transfers like you would on the FPL app. So that's something to consider as well. Um, the other thing as well is uh, there's going to be the kind of incremental um, transfers in terms of um, cost to players. So if a player does well and he's transferred in by a team, he will increment a, a higher rate of cost um, to, to buy him in. So you need to think about your players. You kind of rise and fall on the players' um, values if you're looking to bring people in. Because I think if you if a guy has a good a good game week, for example, he's going to maybe have quite a few hundred thousand um transfers in potentially depending obviously how big the player base is but um, it's something to be thinking about especially as well when you're going to sell players um, that you might lose some value so something always to think about is your team value um, when trying to build out a squad uh, and make your transfers um, that's the the main the main details if you've played fantasy football before you'll know a lot about the the main things the other thing to think about as well is your game chips so you'll have your wild card which is um, basically allows you to do one free transfer uh, one law of free transfers, um, unlimited basically for that one game week. Uh, you get two um, wild cards this year. So how it works is you'll get a wild card pre-split, and then you'll get a wild card in the after split. So basically, you can totally change your team after the split. I prefer personally when it's um, it's halfway through the season because you think you'll be quite stuck with a team um, and having to make those transfers. I guess though, when no rollover transfers in your um, What's it called? In your your week to week transfers, you'll basically you should be making you should be making a transfer probably pretty much every week unless you're absolutely stone cold happy with your your team. It's one of those ones if you've got a player perhaps you're looking at him and he's got a kind of bad a bad matchup, but it's certainly something to think about. Um, maybe just taking that player out. 
let's see what else. You also on your on your uh, game chips, you've got the the bench boost. So basically, what happens for one game week, you'll have all your players will active. So anyone who's on your bench will have the chance to score your points. Um, so if you've got players that are basically looking like they've got a good attractive fixture on your bench and you can't quite get them in um, to your your starting eleven, then play play your um, your game week. Um, your player, your game your bench boost. Sorry. Uh, the next thing to think about is your triple captain. Triple captain basically as simple as it is. Your captain gets triple points for that one game week. Um, I would like to always play my triple captain on a, a double game week. Presumably there'll be call offs for cup games. There'll be call offs for uh, possibly some weather things like that. And, and certainly in Scotland, so you might see some games postponed kind of through January, maybe into. Uh, or December, January, February um, and then the game weeks will actually maybe become kind of two games in one week sort of thing so your triple captain will have more chance to get points uh, in that game week but I haven't haven't checked for sure with, with Fantasy Football Scotland and how the double game weeks will work but it's certainly something to consider when playing triple captains I think I don't think anyone really will be playing a triple captain week one let's be honest I think that's probably a, a crazy move because we don't really know how uh, these teams are going to be facing up after the, the lockdown. Um, that's the that's the main things um, to think about. Um, that's very probably pretty important. Um, what else can you do? You can obviously set up mini leagues as well, which is something you may want to do with your mate. It's good to have um, some mini leagues. I'm in quite a few mini leagues already. I'll just read out um, some of the detail around the, the mini league to look out for. Uh, I think one to look out for is the Football Daft Podcast League. Uh, that's a, a good one. Moza plays um, also. Uh, he's got a league, he's the FM uh, streamer, who I also do another podcast with uh, called Official Catch Up. So um, basically, that's a good one to look out. Pie and Bob have got a league. There's also what they call a pros league. Um, so basically, you're playing against um, some players, uh, professional players. So you're looking at the list, you've got the likes of uh, Tam McManus, you've got Tony Watt, Christian Nadi, uh, Paul McGinn. Uh, Gary Malley from Livingston you've got Adam McGowan from Colmarnock uh, quite a few names in there that are Declan Gallagher as well uh, plenty of players that are um, verified pros and they've actually picked teams to play in this league so that'll be quite interesting to see how you fare against uh, the pros also be interesting to see how those pros um, actually pick their teams because they're obviously quite a few of them have like the likes of um, say Paul McGinn and um, Adam McGowan etc guys that will be playing um, in the league itself so that'll be interesting to see how they play the Terrace have got a league as well um, Turnstile Talk um, they've also got a league and there's a, a league called Winner Retro Kit and basically the, the winner of that league looks like they get um, some sort of retro jersey that could we have prizes in some of these leagues um, I've only got one mini league on the go at the moment um, so I'm hoping to find um, a few more mini leagues I'm a Kilmarnock fan I'm in the Kilmarnock fans league as well so uh, that'll be interesting to be top of the command look. Um, fans, definitely something I'm going to be considering. Um, so yeah, that's the that's the things to look out for within uh, FPL. Uh, let's go on to some of the, the tips that I've got for, for, for you in terms of FPL, how to play and, and what to consider. Um, so I think I think the, the key ones you want to look for in terms of your team are, firstly, let's start with, with I think, goalkeeper. Um so I double check the points actually just make sure the goalkeepers get safe points and I'm, I'm just trying to do this as I as I chat to you. Uh, 
so yeah, no no save points for goalkeepers. So that that makes things a little bit um bit interesting. Now, the light save points on my goalkeeper certainly because then you can pick a goalkeeper that uh, will essentially be uh, facing a lot of shots. Um, so think about yeah, the goalkeepers probably they're going to get clean sheets probably that's probably the, the, the key one here um, what I would say is probably don't spend a lot of money on a goalkeeper in the, in the, in the SPL um, I think there's a lot of value to be had on the players out of field uh, secondly um, look at defenders who are going to probably provide assists so you're looking at probably your wing backs uh, they're quite common also centre backs who, who got for corners and um, a layer to kind of win headers um, in the in the opposition box. Um, any kind of defender, for example, who's maybe on free kicks as well, is something they think about. Someone's got a, uh, capable of hitting a shot from free kicks. Uh, in terms of your midfielders, again, you want to look at wingers who are creating chances. Maybe wingers who are taking um, corners, free kicks, maybe even penalties. Same with your midfielder. Any of your midfielders, actually, to be fair. Uh, Probably I would shy away from the guys who are like your kind of ball winning defensive mids like your Scott Browns. I don't, I don't think these kind of guys are going to be the guys that you want to have um, in centre mid in your midfield slots. Um, see, I think the other thing to look for uh, is your I mean your centre forwards is players taking penalties. Um, obviously, people that are capable of scoring goals. Uh, that's a, an obvious one for for um, your your strikers. Um, so that's. Important in your bench, you probably want your bench to be kind of cheaper options. I think looking at it, I've been trying difficult to decide um, what my bench looks like at the moment. To be honest, um, at the moment I've got kind of Ross County, um, Livingston, Aberdeen guys on the bench, um, but at this moment in time, I probably still debating. Uh, I will run through my team at the end of this podcast just to be. Um, just to be sure exactly uh, what we're, what I'm looking at, and I'll probably try and stick with that once I've put the podcast out. So it might change, it might change a little bit, but certainly with your forwards, let's think about goal scorers, um, penalty takers, empty um, to set pieces. Perhaps your tall guys again, if you've got bigger centre forwards who are capable of um, scoring with their head, definitely think about them as well. Um, I think. Trying to think what else is important. Uh, there's no bo- there's no bonus system um, in in this in FFS Scotland or FFS. Um, this is probably better going to be known. Uh, so you're not really having to worry too much about the guys who are, are making the big impact on the game. Um, so that's that's pretty much it from what you want in terms of tips um, at the moment. Um, certainly a week to week into this podcast, we'll talk about some tips and maybe kind of emerging trends and things you want to think about. Uh, with your teams and, and we'll look at the matchups. Um, next thing we're going to talk about is the, the game week overview itself. Um, so the first week of the SPL, uh, SPFL season um, we'll see matches between Aberdeen and Rangers, Dundee United and St Johnston, Hibernian and Kilmarnock, Samirin and Livingston, Celtic and Hamilton and Ross County and Motherwell. Uh, so interesting matchups there. Celtic at Hamilton is obviously a, it's a is it going to be a big matchup? So I think will probably look to be coming out of the traps flying uh, in terms of, of points. You probably want to load your players up with Celtic players. That's something that I've certainly done so far. Uh, looking at the other ties, St Mirren versus Livingston, uh, quite handy maybe to have a St Mirren goalkeeper um, in, in that team if you think St Mirren are going to, are going to get the result there. Uh, it should be a low-scoring game certainly as well. 
Uh, looking at Kilmarnock Hibs, it should be a close match. Kilmarnock have made some good signings. Um, I think I've mentioned already I am a Kilmarnock fan, so um, I'll be watching the results. Dundee United being a new team in the SPFL Premiership. Um, they'll be going to look to be quite strong, I'd imagine. They'll be probably aiming to be like a top six team. So uh, looking at guys like Shankland, uh, they'll be certainly capable of scoring goals in this league. Rangers versus Aberdeen. Rangers have made some good signings uh, over the piece. They've got the Georgie Hadji, who looks like he's going to be a good player in FP, uh, FFS. I'm going to keep saying FPL, am I? Uh, the other one is Aberdeen. Um, they'll they'll be decent, I think, Aberdeen this season. Um, so, so watch out for them. But I think that first week is a definitely a Rangers win there. So next, the final game to look at is Ross County versus Motherwell. Uh, I've got a few... There's a few possibilities in terms of Ross County and Motherwell. Um, players certainly something to think about um, so that's definitely that's the game week something just to think about as well when you're when you're picking your team you want to look at the transfers um, what kind of plan your transfers out sort of thing so if you perhaps can see three weeks four weeks in advance who two teams are playing um, that's something to think about in the game week uh, to make sure that you maybe plan you've planned out your your um, your fixtures pretty much well in advance. Um, I'm just having a wee look to see if I can find the. Let's get this. So look, I just found the details there about the, the players. The game week, um, or the game week, the number of players. So the player base is twenty four thousand seven hundred eighty two as we stand just now. So uh, that's just something I noticed on the app there quite quickly. Um, so thinking about and say going back to the the whole point about thinking about. In advance, if you see your team, one of your teams is, or players is playing against a difficult opposition, you maybe want to look at transferring that guy out. But obviously, keep an eye on your transfer uh, values. That's a that's a thing that's important. Just make sure you, you keep an eye on your values of your players because you don't want to lose lose points or value out of your team. Because if you maybe go and try and do a transfer later on, you're gonna you're gonna affect your budget across the the team itself. So. Um, Okay, let's go on to my team. Um, I've got my team pretty much set for at least this game week. Um, there's um, so your game week one deadline is Saturday, the August the first at eleven thirty. So that's probably about um, just under two days away now. So this will be out about probably eight o'clock tonight, which is Thursday, um, the thirtieth of April. April. 30th of July, sorry. Um, so yeah, this is my team as it stands. We've got Jake Al- Alnwick in goal from uh, St Mirren. As I said before, I think St Mirren in the first game week certainly will have um, a close match-up with, with Livy. Um, I think they're capable of potentially getting a clean sheet there, so something to think about. The next player I went for is Mark Connolly of Dundee United. They're playing St Johnston. Uh, he's a low-value player, about £2.4 million. Um, and you've got to have these low value guys in your team to make your to make your actual um, your team kind of value build and have your whole squad um, kind of under the the hundred million pounds uh, budget you've got. The next player I've got for got for my team is Borna Barisic from Rangers. He's on free kicks. I think he might even be on uh, potentially corners as well. Um, I'm not too sure, but he's certainly a free kick taker for Rangers at four point two million. 
Um, he's got that clean sheet capability as well, playing aside of like the likes of Rangers. But he's, he adds that little bit about the free kicks. Um, and at four point two million, you've got to be happy with that. The other one I've went for is Aaron McGowan of Kilmarnock. He's two point eight million. He's a winger, uh, so he's a right back. Um, I'm expecting him to start. Um, on Saturday for Kilmarnock Stephen O'Donnell having left Kilmarnock and he looks like the number one right back um, in Kilmarnock he'll work alongside the likes of um, Chris Burke so um, on the wing so there's potential there for, for a bit of overlap potentially get some get some crosses in, in the box Kilmarnock could be solid at the back they've made a couple of signs at left back and at right back they've already got the, the centre back pairing of Kurt Broadfoot and Stuart Finlay who were pretty strong they've had um, Zeno Rossi as well from Bournemouth Bournemouth is a, is a third option at, at centre, centre half so um, they've brought in Danny Rogers and goals Kilmarnock uh, from Aberdeen mm, I think every Kelly fan is really desperate to see Danny, Daniel Bachman um, come back to Kilmarnock at some point but not looking lately for the start of the game week so um I think the Kilmarnock game itself will be close with, with Hibs, so um, I'm going to take a punt on Aaron McGowan there. And the final option I've got on defence in my start 11 is Christian Julian from Celtic. He's at 5.5 million. Uh, uh, probably an expensive, um, more expensive defender, definitely in that premium bracket. But uh, he's at Celtic, he's probably going to get clean sheets. He can score with his head and he's a threat at corner, so... Something to think about. Certainly, I think a player I would be considering for my vice captain option as well. Um, I think the the idea that you can get these um, these bonus points or clean sheets, these double points or clean sheets on your vice captain, that looks like a lucrative op- opportunity to have. Um, a Celtic or Rangers defender as your um, as your your vice captain. Okay, looking ahead now to my midfield, I went for Chris Burke from Kilmarnock. Chris Burke coming at 4.8 million. Uh, he takes corners, he takes free kicks at Kilmarnock. He uh, plays in the wing, creates a lot of chances, can score goals as well. So, um, in terms of Kilmarnock, he's a massive threat and at 4.8 million, uh, looks, a, looks a decent buy. Uh, in terms of midfielders, again, I went back to Rangers for Ennis Hadji. I think Hadji looked excellent when he played for Rangers um, before. The, the lockdown came in uh, 6.2 a little bit more pricey but certainly in the in the premium bracket and something you want to, to probably get in your team uh, at some point I think he'll if he does come out of the traps like he did before he'll be scoring goals he'll be creating assists uh, and definitely something to think about the other player I've went for is Mohamed El Yunusi from uh, Celtic he's 4.9 million under 5 million for him um, it's, a, it's a great buy he's signed in a um, back up with Celtic again for last season um, capable of, of getting assists I think he can score as well so something um, I like the look of for sure and the other one I've went for is Blair Spittle from Ross County probably one I'm not massively happy about um, he's at 3.2 million I'm probably going to still think about him changing him before the actual game week itself but we will be putting out into our Arma team um, before the game week actually kicks off so don't worry about that the next player I've went for is Nicky Kabamba um, from Kilmarnock he's only £4 million pounds, um, a striker for sure um, that, that looks capable again scoring goals if they got Elisa Burkey who be creating chances Nicky Kabamba is the kind of guy that will get on the end of these chances playing alongside Eamon Brophy capable of assists as well because I think both of them can bounce off each other and can create chances for each other so definitely Nicky Kabamba my team I like the look of him very very much the other one I've went for is a no brainer surely is Odson Edward for um, Celtic's 8.5 million again in the high price bracket 
but um, meant to speak for itself. Boy scores goals all day long for Celtic. Well, well, or not he gets transferred away, who knows? But um, I think you've got to get him in the team certainly at the start of the season. Uh, if he gets transferred away, you've got that you've got that extra value to to probably bring yourself bring bring someone down and, and kind of increase the the value of your squad at some point. Um, I think it was one of those ones that. Um, I'll come on to players that I've kind of left it, left out my team and, and haven't um, included or was still debating just shortly. But looking at my bench, I have Ross Stewart from uh, Livingston as my sub goalkeeper. He's only one point eight million. I think um, I don't think he starts personally for Livingston at the moment. Um, so I'm not really that bothered about him. But he's he's going to be there picking up the diff- picking up the uh, this cheapest pretty much goalkeeper I could get. Uh, next one for Carlo Tramarco um, from Ross County. He's two point two million. Uh, again, very low value player. Um, quite happy having my bench. Um, depends on the matchups he may play some matches. Uh, for me, the other one I've got is Alan Forrest. He's three million for Livingston. Now he's he's one I'm debating whether well, to patch put in the first team. Um, to be honest, I think if he's kind of come into to Levy and, and do a job and he's going to start, then I'm delighted to have him on my team because I think he'll be capable um, as a winger but we'll see the final player I've got in my bench is Bruce Anderson from Aberdeen at 3.8 million uh, Sam Cosgrove just recently got injured and is out for like 4 months so certainly first couple of weeks I'd imagine to Aberdeen will go with Bruce Anderson up front so like to have him on my team if he does does well then his value is going to increase I can maybe chance him out and get someone in um, at some point, if he if he does well, I'll, I'll keep him my team. It's, it's a no brainer, but it's certainly a player I want to have in my squad um, for game week one. Okay, that's my team. Um, I'm calling my team Benji's Buffs, which uh, for anyone who doesn't know the Buffs are the team, um, my local team in Coen, uh, Coen Rangers is their nickname. Uh, I do a lot of work with that club myself personally, so uh, I have no call myself Benji's Buffs just purely for that reason. I have, have done for the last kind of couple of years on my fantasy team. So, uh, looking now to the the rest of the league, basically, uh, I mean, who we've got, um, who I kind of debated about uh, within the different um, setups. So I think um, I think the first kind of debate I really had was around Jake Alnwick and Trevor Carson from Motherwell um, as a goalkeeper. Um, as it stands, I've got 2.7 million budget left over um, against if I was to try and get Carson. So I'm going to need to make a few changes if I do want Carson. Looking at your um, uh, your players, I mean, Scott Bain at 3 million um, just now is probably decent value because I think Scott Bain looks like he's going to be starting on Saturday um, for Celtic. So I think, yeah, you could probably go for, for Scott Bain there. Um, Alan McGregor's at three million. Um, I'm not sure Alan McGregor starts to be honest. Um, I thought John McLaughlin looked pretty good for Rangers over the last um, couple of friendly matches that he's played in. Um, so I'm not. I'm not sure about Alan McGregor. Certainly not at three million. Um, I think Scott Bain. If I'm going for him at three million, I'd rather take him over Alan McGregor because, as I say, Scott Bain looks like solid. It looks like he's going to start. He's going to get clean sheets for Celtic, surely, isn't he? So that was my my main debate was around Jake Alnwick and uh, Trevor Carson. So uh, at the moment, I'm going to go with Jake Alnwick because he's a player in Livingston, um, but we might we might transfer that up at some point, plan that out, and make sure we can get um, 
Trevor Carson at some point. Uh, the other one, Robbie McCrory, was a, was a debatable one as well. Yeah, he's at Livingston. Um, Livingston not known for having high-scoring games. I like the chances they get with clean sheets against certainly a lower opposition. So we might bring in Robert McCrory. We do that, we, we, we do release some, some funds into the team as well. So um, still a bit of debate around, around that. But that's probably, in terms of goalkeepers, I think the main ones you want to be looking at are um, the ones that, that I've mentioned. They say Trevor Carson, Scott Bain, Jake Almick or um, Robbie McCrory. They're definitely the ones that you want to, to consider. Uh, looking ahead now, defensive players that I've probably debating about. Um, I've really found it difficult to decide between Chris and Julian and Christopher Ayer for Celtic. I think Christopher Julian adds probably a lot more in terms of um, set-piece assets um, personally, but they're both going to get clean sheets. I'd imagine anyway, playing side, alongside each other. Um, so if you do want your 1.2 million back for uh, Christian Ayer, that's something, certainly something to think about. Um, looking down the, the line, there wasn't a lot in terms of players I was desperate to get in my team beyond um, those two. Uh, Declan Gallagher at Motherwell looked like an option, three million. Um, I found the, the Dundee United thing quite difficult. Um, I'm kind of debating around Mark Conley versus Mark Reynolds, to be honest. I think you want one of those guys, I think, because they're cheap, they look like they're going to come into play. So um, I'm obviously avoiding things like Hamilton, um, Ross County, uh, St Mirren. I mean, now I know you don't get St Mirren save points for your goalkeepers. I'm, I'm not massive on having St Mirren players on my team. Uh, so that was the, the main debates. Uh, Kilmarnock, in terms of their players, I think I was quite happy with Aaron McGowan. I think he looks um, very capable at right back. Uh, you might have a shout for Brandon Hostrup, who is the new signing from Portsmouth. I'd like to see him play a bit first before I really make a decision on him. He's, he's a little bit less value, so you're, you're getting that extra value out of your, uh, your team. Uh, looking at, again, go back to like Aberdeen, Scott McKenna's at 3.2. He's not a bad shout. He's got a bit of threat around him as well. Uh, but no, not a great deal beyond that, really, to be honest, in terms of um, massive value. Looking at James Tavernier there for Rangers, he's 5.5 million. I think Rangers probably still leak goals at the moment. Um I haven't seen anything from their defence that says that they're going to be um, any stronger than they were last season. So um, I'm not I'm not thinking for James Tavernier. You've probably got a little bit of a shout that he's on penalties, perhaps. Uh, but he's missed a few, so who knows if he'll be on penalties or not. But um, yeah, looking back, Chris Vyer's probably a, a decent shout for your, for your Celtic centre half. Uh, just purely to get that 1.2 million back. Um, see, I might, I might actually do that myself personally. I think that looks like a not a bad shoot certainly in game week one, um, to get a bit of extra value in your team. Um, yeah, looking at midfield, let's go into the midfield now on players that I was really kind of debating about. Um, so, Chris Bark was certainly one that I was, I was not sure about. Um, to be honest, um. He's 4.8. I mean, you look at him, you compare him to Hill and USA uh, from Celtic. He's only a point less. Uh, 0.1 less. I think the thing is, he's the main focal point of Kilmarnock's attacks. Um, so, on the right wing, capable, definitely. And you compare him to the other players at 4.8 million. You're talking David Tumble, uh, Niall McGinn, Oliver and Cham, Greg Doherty, Johnny Hayes. Um, 
Jordan Jones. Oh, I don't think all of the players play, to be honest. I think Encham obviously plays, but he doesn't add a lot in terms of uh, fantasy football points, so you probably want to avoid. Uh, Johnny Hayes plays um, for Aberdeen for sure, but does he play forward? Does he play in defence? Like, like you see how he plays, he's been playing what, left back for Celtic at some points, right back for Celtic. Um, not the forward, forward player he once was. Uh, Dre Wright from Hibs is an interesting one. He's 4.4 million coming from St Johnston. I think he, he could be capable. The one I was really, really debating though was Liam Polworth from um, Motherwell at 4.4 million. Uh, he was actually a player I took out my team to bring in El Nuasi. Um, I think I think he looks capable. Uh, he, he's going to create a lot of chances. I think he, I think he got a living last season. So definitely one to, to think about. Beyond that, um, I'm not massive on a, a lot of players. I'm not playing Scott Brown uh, at all. I don't think fantasy football is a game for him. Alan Power, Guy Dicker, guys like that. Not There's not a, not much in the way of fantasy football points for them. Scott Allen at 3.7 million looks like it could be good value as well. Um, definitely one to think about. Uh, to be honest, looking at some of the, I don't know where they get the valuations from for some of these players. Ross McSorley, for example, 3.6 million. Uh, he's he's not going to play for Rangers, is he? Um, he's a point, 0.1 ahead of uh, the likes of Guy Dicker, Marvin Bartley, Funzojo, um, for So that's also just a Rangers valuation, which is disappointing. Uh, to be honest, give these guys a chance maybe to get picked. Again, Alex Gogic at 3.4 million. He's probably not the type of player you want for FPL, uh, for FFS, sorry. Mark O'Hara, similar again, 3.4 uh, million in Motherwell. He's, he's not going to be doing a lot. Louis Appery, uh, midfield for uh, for Dundee United. I don't know an awful, awful lot about him, but I remember seeing his name pop up in um, Sky Sports News quite a bit in the last season, so maybe want to consider there in your um, FFS team. Going down the down the picks can try to get some bit of value in the in the, the lower parts of the the value. You're looking at a lot of Celtic players who are kinda um youth players and things like that. Players you've probably never heard of. Get a Kelty two point six million for Colmarnock. Capable might play, who knows? Uh, but certainly one to maybe keep an eye on in case he does start at some point. Beyond that there's not much value at the bottom end, so I found Blair Spittle was my my enabler to make really make uh, my team work. So hopefully Spittle gets the starts for Ross County three point two million. Uh, we certainly can look at um, emerging trends though at some point and just see what we can maybe transfer them out um, and bring somebody else in if there's somebody else that looks of similar value who looks like they're playing, looks like they're going to do bits for their team. Uh, certainly not Louis Apri. Um, I did the United is someone I'm. I'm, I'm going to keep a close eye on him. He'll be on my watch list for sure. Um, finally, looking at your forwards. Um, let's see just what we can do in terms of forwards. I mean, the top value players are 8.5 million and are both Ed Odson, Edward and Alfredo Morelos. Looks like Morelos is offski. Um, and he certainly hasn't scored a lot of goals in the pre-season, so I'm not rushing to get Alfredo Morelos. The other one at 7 million is Sam Cosgrove. I believe he is now injured. Um, and will be out for a few months so forget Sam Cosgrove certainly for the short term looking down the list 6 million for Lee Griffiths Lee Griffiths apparently didn't, turn up for, didn't uh, get taken to pre-season uh, turned up in bad shape according to Neil Lennon so don't worry about Neil Lee Griffiths I don't think he's going to be starting anytime soon Lauren Shankland at 6 million I would like Lauren Shankland to be a bit less of value considering the company's coming up from the 
um, championship. However, he was careful. He will really score goals, so it's six million. He's quite um, he's quite pricey. Looking down further, Christian Deutsch of uh, Hibs, five point eight million. Not not massive on him to be honest. Even Profi for Coman, I think he's a watch this space type player. Um, I think if he hits it off properly with Nicky Kambamba and gets starts getting a, a partnership going there, he's going to be massively capable. Lyndon Dykes is five point eight million. Uh, Capable scorer, plays for Livingston. He's probably going to score a lot of Livingston's goals this season. Uh, I kind of want I want him on my team, but I think it's just under six million. A wee bit concerned about the value there. Uh, Florian Camberry, five point five million. If he goes to Rangers, he's going to be sitting on the bench. I think if he plays at Hibs, then he's got a chance certainly, but not not rushing out of him. Ross Stewart, his um, quad Rangers player, believe it or not, he's uh, five point two million for Ross County. Again, a little bit high um, for what for what I want there, so I'm probably avoiding the likes of Ross Stewart. Also going to avoid the likes of Stevie May, uh, Greg, Greg Stewart, Callum Hendry, Curtis Main, Conor McLennan, um, Patrick Clamalla. Uh, Rory McKenzie in here is a, is a forward for Kilmarnock, which he's a midfielder, but I don't really know why that is, but um, we're certainly not going to pick any of those guys. Tony Watt, not massive interest in him as much as he's a, he's a good... Um, a good gamer streamer and he's also playing FPS this year. I'm not massive on any of those guys. Uh, Jamie Murphy for Rangers will probably come back from, from injury fully fit and be able to play unknown and Chris Chris Kane, capable scorer, but four point eight million I'm, I'm looking elsewhere. Um, that's pretty much it. Kind of looking down the I'm just trying to find a bit of value. Jonathan Obika from St Mirren looks probably a good bit of value at four point two million. Uh, Nicky Clark at Dundee United, four million if he's playing alongside Lauren Shankland, then he's definitely got an opportunity there to score some goals. Nicky Kabamba come on because his head four point four million looks good value. Happy to take a punt there. Uh, Bruce Anderson, as I said from Aberdeen, I think he's probably going to be in the team or there or thereabouts for Aberdeen, but he's a low value pick and he's got a chance of playing. Uh, when you compare him to Dapo Mabudi from Rangers, for example, who I don't think he's played. I think he's played luckily. Luckily, if he's played one first-team match for Rangers, so uh, I wouldn't worry too much about him. Uh, the other guys kind of going down the, the list, Karamako, Dembele, um, Jonathan Ophelabi from Celtic as well. Guys you've probably never really heard of, to be honest, unless you're a Rangers Celtic fan. Uh, Brandon Barker again, Kai Kendi, don't even know who these boys are, uh, for Rangers. So I think your options for your forwards are pretty limited, um, might be okay with Marius Ocampo um, from uh, Hamilton um, he's he's a decent player played against Corn Rangers last season looked looked okay um, but I think he'll be one to watch in uh, Hamilton because you're probably looking as well for players who are going to be the focal points of their teams um, so Ocampo could definitely be that guy for uh, for Hamilton uh, but yeah I'm quite happy with my team um, on the forward lines to be honest Nicky Kabamba uh, Odson Edward and Bruce Anderson um, certainly certainly pretty happy there uh, let us know your teams uh, get us on Twitter it's at it's not FPL 
Um, this podcast will be out every single week, probably every Thursday. Uh, we'll, we'll talk about the game week ahead. Uh, we'll review the game week past, and we'll discuss kind of players we want to transfer in. As I say, hoping to get more people on this podcast who are into fantasy football. So if you are interested in podcasting, we can definitely do that um, remotely. Uh, I've got a few ideas on how I want to do this, so certainly it's something to think about over the, the course of the season. We'll just see how this develops. Um, so I hope you enjoyed the first episode. Um, we'll be discussing plenty more fantasy football. Uh, I'm debating at the moment. I can notice the the podcast is called It's Not FPL. Um, will we talk about FPL at some point? Perhaps. I'm a massive fan of FPL, so uh, although it's, I think it could be like a bit of an oxymoron, isn't it? It's not FPL, but it's actually about FPL football there. Um, so main focus will be FFS um, every week. Uh, we'll be talking about the game weeks coming up uh, and say and past. If you see anything um, kind of emerging, we'll be trying to point them out to you, making sure you get your transfers in ahead of everyone else because you want to try and beat the curve um, in terms of your price price values and your price rises and price falls within your team. So uh, let me know, say your team's at It's Not FPL on Twitter. If you want to get in touch, give us your feedback as well. We happily um, take that on board and see what we can do next. But until next game week, have a good game week, good luck all, and we'll catch you on game week two.